Um, all right, so let's pop pop in to our next yeah. three bow. What would this be? Episode six? Episode 19. 19. 19. Labor. Oh, I meant of, of our I mean of our podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is episode <laughs> seven, right? I don't know. I like to not know. I like to just be surprised. Well, if we do three and we divide them by the twenty-one episodes of do math, the twenty-two okay. episodes of the season, it's seven plus a one-off, so that's eight. So this is seven. Okay, I get it. Even that mental math, I simply really? can't do. Um, so logical. No, a logical man to keep us three crazy. If someone like <laughs> mentions math to me, yeah. my mind goes actually blank. Erica, that's what I do. Like if someone starts explaining math or a word, yeah, blank. To, or if like the check comes like and I'm looking at it, it's just like complete blank. Now, Erica, Can't you think. work with numbers for a living, is that I correct? I do. No, I am a bank manager and <laughs> does an entire branch and franchise lay on my shoulders daily. It does. And people don't like to hear the fact that I'm not good at math and I panic at the sight of numbers. Um, but I get my job done. Don't I? Erica, people are like, can I get like two tens for a 20? And you're just like, what? <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> I just vomit on my keyboard. I'm like, Bleh. I don't even do that anymore. But when I did do that, like when I used to be a teller, people this would bomb it on your keyboard. No, (laughs) (laughs) maybe once. No, people would be like, "Oh, Erica." They wouldn't call. That's weird. They wouldn't say that. They'd be like, "Oh, I want um, six twenties, four tens, thirteen fives. and I was just like. And I'm like, how much do you want? They're like, I just told you. I was like, but the number, like, I would be panicked. P-A-N-I-C apostrophe D, panicked. And I, I, it did, it wasn't a situation I, I like to find myself in. And people do that more often than not. And again, bank manager, fully running. Worked there 13 years. Perfect. It's all on my shoulders. I have, what? Thirty people One wrong under me. Point, you could bankrupt some poor working class <laughs> Joe, and you don't care. You know, I mean, Ooh. I do care. Not I cared enough to take over running the whole place. <laughs> but anyway, so you're like the Reba of your bank. I am. I do everything. Just yeah. doing everything. I'm a single girl who works one job, who works ten jobs, <laughs> and never stops. <laughs> who doesn't know math? Yeah. All right, enough. Because I, I I could go well, on with it. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll, we'll just oh, yeah. we'll just roll right into episode nineteen. Right. Labor of love. <laughs> labor of love. Reba rushes Brock to Barbara Jean's side when she goes into labor early. Semicolon. Uh, Van and Cheyenne ponder a move to L.A. for college. Wow, that made me really mm. sad when they tried to move to L.A. I know. Well, I was like confused by that. Well, I felt sad for them because. I mean, I know the rabies a blessing, and I don't know all that, but I felt sad for them. That they can't just have this great adventure for college and go where they want and experience living in LA if that's their dream. It made me kind of bummed, but obviously for logistical reasons, they should stay near their family because <laughs> they're teen parents. Also, for logistical reasons, we've now established by this run of episodes, we're in the springtime. I'd imagine April, May. We're rounding out the school year. Uh, the recruitment period for the NCAA for football is significantly earlier. So this really threw me as a sports fan. And there were also two NCAA violations. I don't know if you guys noticed. 
You cannot we do give. not. I think I can speak for all of us. <laughs> well, when that recruiter gave him a USC jersey, he is not allowed to do that, nor is he allowed to give a USC jersey to a baby. But I guess, moreover, yeah. he's also probably wouldn't be going to the hospital, and this is a television I was going to say, you don't think that him showing up in the, in the delivery room was the violation? <laughs> it was the jersey? You can't so do we- that. So are You're the not two violations to gifts or anything like that? He would have had to pay a nominal fee at best <laughs> for that in 2002, which it clearly is now by the where the show is in its time. It just bothered me, it took me out of the episode a little bit, but it was a good episode across the board. <laughs> but I thought you so were, were the two violations, the two jerseys. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Adult and then baby. Yeah, um, what one and I, two? Those are the violations. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was just a little weird that he showed up at the hospital. And they're like, did you follow? (laughs) I I thought Jersey won, then next. Two Jerseys won. Yeah, one Jersey won, one Jersey two. And like, were were hospital rules so loose back then that they would have just let anybody in anywhere? I guess so. I think they did. A lot of babies got taken, I think. That was before I think they had to win. It would have been so easy. They were snatching them left and right. You know how many Was that really a thing at some point? Probably. (laughs) There's got to be a documentary. I'm sure I'm, it must have been. Well, now, like, you can't even get onto, like, a baby floor. I guess it's not called that. Like, a ne- neonatal, whatever it's called. Nick you can't you. even get onto the floor um, unless you're, like, on a list or have, like, and a special- tried. <laughs> no, I was tried. And I've been cased yeah. in the joint. I'm like, just <laughs> let me hold a baby. Um, but you can't even get <laughs> I won't take it, floor. I swear. I'm like, I just want to smell his head. Um, you can't get onto She's the like, floor And anymore. if you buy scrubs on Amazon and try and sneak in, they'll catch you. You need the ID card. <laughs> I'll buy a pair of figs. That's I'll, the trick. I'll be hip. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're, it's it's really tough now. Um, but really quick, Russ, I thought <laughs> you're upset by the NCAA thing, but I was thinking you were going to be upset as a former recruiter because you <laughs> well, did it, that it, job. They're not yes. doing that in May. These kids should no. already know where they're going to school. Yes. That's where and, I was upset. Well, yeah, that that also took me out. I'm like, especially for a football, if you're as good as they purport Van to be, you likely would have been recruited right. You would have signed well into your senior year. You would have been walking into yeah. your year saying, I'm signing at Houston, blah, 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 blah. Now, let's say for argument's sake, the baby got in the way a little bit and they had to kind of put that on the back burner a little bit. The back burner would be December, not the end of the school year. But, you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever. It's a little inside baseball. <laughs> I, I guess, like, speaking of faux pas, like the, the um, what do you call it? When Brock shows up at the beginning, he starts to, because he, he, I think he shows up looking for his tent so he can yes. go camping. And I believe he's camping alone. Yes? No, I thought with a friend. He mentioned his some guy. show was going. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I got confused. He never showed him. They never showed him. But he, so, so they state that like, so Cheyenne and BJ are kind of like similarly, they're um, due around the same time. So BJ was doing three weeks and he does like, he, in my head, he was already going on this camping trip. He's there for the tent. But then Reba does like push him over the edge to go on the camping trip because she, he was like hyped on Brock going to USC um, and Reba doesn't want them to go that far. Um, and I wanted to state that because it comes into play later with Reba feeling guilty about pushing him for the trip. But in my head, he was already going on this yeah. trip. He was there for the Wait, tent. I, think- I thought it was something of like he was just getting the tent for his buddy or something. Because I it sounded oh. like he was saying, I, I distinctly remember him saying like how he didn't think it was like a great idea or whatever. Yes. And okay. she, Maybe. Maybe. And she kind of 
agreed until she didn't. Um, yeah. Which I thought was duplicitous. Yes. Yeah, he was coming over to get it to give to the friend. And she's like, oh, you love that trip. And he was like, you know, well, I can't do it. I have a baby coming in three weeks. Which upset me yeah. a little bit that he was only concerned about BJ's potentially going into labor and not Cheyenne. Yeah. Because that's his daughter. Like, mm-hmm. you would think that he would want to be there when she goes into labor as well. So he's only talking about BJ and how she potentially could go into labor. Um, not not worrying at all about his daughter. That was a little upset, upsetting. But, but also on brand for Brock. 100%. Very on brand. And even though Reba, I guess, did say you should go, like, I mean, he ultimately was the one. He's a grown man. He was like, he did go. I mean, <laughs> like, if, if it all it takes is your ex-wife to say you should go, that's, <laughs> you were going. You were going. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe I was right. You you were going to go. Like, she kind of manipulated him. Yeah. But she used the fact that he's so selfish to know that it would work because she was like, Explaining, like describing all the good things about camping, knowing that he would be like, "Okay, yeah. I'll go." It At which funny. point he goes, like shortly thereafter, like she's not like you about uh, BJ. She wants me to be happy. Oh. So, like she, like Reba is, she's she's good at like she's like I can settle into our old roles and like get him to realize, get him to go do the thing that he would do if it were me. I don't know. It was it was like some some three D chess she was playing with him, but uh, you could tell she had played it for years. Like yeah. that was their relationship, oh, yeah. and it's so surface level. And not to be sexist in any way, and we have a man on this podcast. However, trigger warning. I, trigger, trigger warning, warning. <laughs> for all you snowflakes out there. <laughs> but like, I think women in general can just play a man like a fiddle because we're seeing five steps ahead, and they're seeing one. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Russ just trying to show us his crotch. That was weird. <laughs> I was like, I'll show you my crotch. You won't even know. Um, but yeah, like I think- It like, brings to mind one of the lamest references I'm ever going to make, and I've made some lame ones on here. Sure have. Um, oh, God. On <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding, when the oh, mom yeah. has mm-hmm. to trick the dad into doing something, and she's like, the, the man is the head of the family, but the woman is, she's the neck. Whoopah! Huh. All right, we'll cut that in post, but yeah. No, we won't. We're going to get a lot crickets. of crickets this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true because I even say, like, that's in general. Like, they said that about, like, a king and a queen, a president and this first lady, you know, that there's the man's the head, um, which I feel like also kind of means like a penis head. I think they're kind of dabbling in penile heads <laughs> as well. Um, but I think, and then the woman's the neck, so maybe the shaft. I apologize to all of the men who listen to this podcast. And there are many. Many men. Many, many men. But to all the women slash necks slash shafts, we know. <laughs> anyway. You know what we're doing, <laughs> We might have to put a disclaimer in front of this episode. Yeah. Um, Why? Well, it's clean. It's clean. It's clean, but it's we hard to listen to. You know, <laughs> um, Kira looks like a Shih Tzu in this episode. Did you guys see her hair? It was like the tiniest little ponytail right up front, like in like cascading down like a waterfall, oh, like yeah. a fountain. Um, and truly a Shih Tzu, like she was at the Westminster Dog Show and she was being, you know, um, paraded around. It was identical to that, 100%. It was great. Spoiler alert, she did not win Best in Show. Oof. No. <laughs> no, she did not. So then we have... Um, Cheyenne go into 
quote unquote labor, right? Oh yeah. Goes to the hospital. Tony Braxton Hicks. Correct. <laughs> because it was a false alarm. But then I think in that very same same scene or very soon after, because like everybody rushes to the hospital for Cheyenne. It's like Van, the two other younger kids, Reba and BJ comes. And then BJ, like plot twist, BJ starts going, her water breaks and no one can get a, um, in touch with Brock. And who needs to go get Brock <laughs> immediately? Reba. I loved how just wonderfully predictable all of this was as soon as they were like, oh, yeah, yeah uh, I guess she's not pregnant. I was like, uh, are not about to have this baby. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, BJ definitely is. And Brock's gone. And I like knew it was like th- I'm starting to fall into the cadence of the show. I'm like, and Reba's going to have to get him. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. This is good. I love it. I've already seen it. And I'm, I haven't even seen it. It's great. Yeah. I was kind of annoyed Reba didn't take the two younger kids and left them with BJ in the hospital because they kept being like, you you know, you can't look. Like, they put up, like, a little screen, like, while she was about to give birth. I'm like, why wouldn't you just take Jake and Kira? Well, he was literally laying in bed with Barbara Jean while she was giving birth. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, he kept that saying, was, like, I don't want to see. I think maybe the most shocking thing we've seen so far. <laughs> I also thought it was pretty funny that they walked out of the house and forgot him on their way to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, that was on brand for how we feel. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I wrote Brock looks great in blue, and he just does. I mean, I just think truly, like, as the episodes go on, I think I'm just getting a little bit and a little bit more attracted to him every single time. Um, and I think I season it. two will probably have a tied to his up. emotional growth? Might be. Like, as you like him more as a person? Or you think he's just getting hotter? I think he might just physically be getting hotter. <laughs> I think. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would call him a daddy, right? That's what we would call him. He's I a daddy. I think it's a zaddy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's with a Z. A no, zaddy. I'm not doing okay. that. Okay. okay. Is that still a I thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm unclear on the difference. I, I don't know either. Is that uh, maybe it's just like a, I think a young kid term. Zaddy. Yeah, we might have to cut this. <laughs> We're showing her. <laughs> We've never sounded more ancient. <laughs> As I'm sipping on a giant glass of rosé, I'm like, what's a zaddy? <laughs> um, I Urban also love And I'm drinking decaffeinated tea. <laughs> um, I died when, so the, I know we kind of like touched on it, but the recruiter comes out. He's basically saying like, I'm going to give a football scholarship to Van. He's really great. Van and Cheyenne get super excited about it. Stupidly not even thinking like, okay, we're not going to be home. So anyone can watch the baby. The guy, like we said, um, follows them to the hospital, <laughs> um, but he's kind of, like, trying to still throw, like, more swag on them to try to get them to go to L.A. Violation, violation. Very much, yeah, as Russ says, a lot of violations. Russ counts each swag as one violation. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of violations. <laughs> but I died because he was like, don't you just want to bask in the L.A. sun? And Reba, before she slams the door on his oh, face, yeah. goes, ah, freckle. <laughs> And it's like, of course you freckle, Reba. You're a redhead with the palest skin of all time. You freckle. We know. But I love that she and said And as it. like a, a pale Irish lass, I felt very seen when she said that. I yeah. fear the sun all summer long. So oh, I yeah, get it. Oh, yeah. It's not great. <laughs> I know. Michelle and I went to the beach once, and we were out, we were literally there from like 11 a.m. to like 7 p.m. It was like a long, long beach day. It was actually delightful. One of my favorites. And at the end, like we were leaving the next day, Michelle, and you were like, I look paler than before <laughs> I got here. Like I thought I'd have like a little sun-kissed like glow. <laughs> She's like, I look. We went bare bones. There was no umbrella, no trees, nothing. I was no. like, oh, Yikes. for sure I'm going to get Something. You raw dog the sun. Yeah. We raw yeah. dog the sun. Well, we had sunblock on, and Michelle apparently had a lot on because she got <laughs> I, not I even. I looked a more white than when, than when I left. I didn't understand it. 
You had the sunscreen cast that never went away. <laughs> um, I really thought it was super cute. So, A, BJ not only goes into labor, but her water breaks on Reba's purse. <laughs> She's like, you're sitting on my purse. <laughs> yeah. Not sitting, you're sitting. Sitting on my purse. Reba says, um, but what I really like too is BJ was being so polite about labor. Like she's like, okay, yeah. mm-hmm, yep, no, this is fine, doesn't hurt, <laughs> doesn't hurt at all. Like trying so hard to be polite while Cheyenne and Van kind of fight over top of her because they're her new coaches. Um, oh, now that Brock's it, not there, her 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 comments as they're like going back and forth about LA, and she's like, oh yeah, it's beautiful. Like just the way she <laughs> yes. was cutting in and out, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this is like. You're good. It was great. And it took a lot longer than I thought for her to say, like, give me the drugs. Because obviously we knew that was going to come. She had earlier said that, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this all natural. No big deal. But she was, like, super polite. Like, yeah, great. Yeah, I love the sun. Great time of year. And then she finally, like, loses it. Um, But it was just so sweet. And I honestly think that all of those kids are being really sweet to her during the labor. Nobody had anything, like, mean to say. Even Kira didn't really have anything to say. Yeah. It was a really sweet scene. And I think they all just kind of came together for Mommy BJ. It was kind of nice because that's the first time I think you've seen them all in like a bonding moment and it wasn't like all joking. Yeah. I mean, they all have a connection, a blood connection of that baby. Well, not Van, but. And and they knew Mommy BJ was in a vulnerable state, um, like not having yeah. her husband there to help her through the birth. So they, they stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I love when uh, Reba went to retrieve Brock. And he's like, we need to get to that hospital before BJ names that kid Jesus. Yes. And then <laughs> the middle it. name is Jesus. Uh, Henry Charles Jesus. Jesus Hart. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Henry Charles Jesus I wanted Hart. to play with her little uncle hey, Jesus uh, <laughs> man, about his baby and why they choose to stay in Houston. I don't know. This episode just had a lot of one-liners that I really was thought, was del- I thought were delightful. It was just yeah. I quoted up a and lot. down, a good app. Yeah, lots great. of lots of little lines that I liked. Yeah. Um it it was this is this is classic Reba. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and Reba and Brock did have, well, I loved the jump scare when Reba arrived at the campsite and he they both like scared the shit out of each other. But then they had like a they had a lot of nice chats in their car ride there too. Car ride back. Like they had a lot of jokey stuff too, but I feel like they had Oh yeah, some like nice when uh, well. Reba like tells her tells him that she kind of lied or whatever. To get him to go, and he's like, "Oh, so the real awful person here is you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brock, you rapscallion. <laughs> um, BJ has never looked better than when she had, has given birth. After she gave birth, and she's laying in the bed with a fresh face, beautiful. She was glowing, and yeah. I'm not even like being funny, Did- like stunned. No, no, and, like, I'm being serious. Because I noticed it too, but she was almost glowing yes. and I feel like she had less makeup on, maybe it was, and less hair, so it was toned down and she is super pretty. Like, so I think she, I actually thought it, thought that as well. Well, yes, yeah, she was stripped down. Yeah. She looks really good stripped down because I made a note of that in um, a few episodes away where they're supposed to show her like being like very frazzled and lack of sleep from a newborn and she shows up in just like a sweatshirt and no makeup and I was like that's mm-hmm. the best she's ever looked she looks amazing yeah. without all the frills and she looks like a little bit like normal because obviously like the thing she does so younger too she looks younger. she looks younger and that makes more sense because I don't know anything about Melissa Peterman queen icon legend to quote Danny Pellegrino Melissa Peterman um I don't know anything about her except for for Reba and you just assume that that's what she looks like. Like she looks like BJ I know. and she doesn't look like BJ at all. So no. she's even a better actress than I thought because she changes her entire face 
to look like this character. Yeah. And then when you take it down to brass tacks and just strip her down, she is stunning. She looks so natural. She looks natural with that baby. Yeah. Um, I stand even more than I did ever before. Incredible. I agree. I agree. I didn't even know it was possible, but somehow mm-hmm. I did. Agreed. Anything else from this app? I think we mostly nailed most of it. It's it. I did think Reba asked some very good questions to that college recruiter about the amenities that that school would have for pregnant students, and I applaud her for that. Um, but yeah, I think we we pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I teared up a little bit when the baby was born. He was so cute. That was a cute baby. I get why people steal them. <laughs> I don't even remember what that baby looked like. I, I nodded, but I just like don't, I don't even recall its face. Yeah, it's a little bit hazy for me. <laughs> Did we know it was going to be a boy ahead of time? No, we not. I didn't. It was a surprise because we no. know at this point, Shyvan are having a girl. Yes, I yeah. just thought it was odd that they wouldn't just have the same thing because it. Pro- oh, I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. I was thinking about the twin casting on TV shows, but they're completely separate people. You wouldn't be able to make those twins look that different. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> you were trying to be efficiencies on yeah, set. Yeah, like yeah, You get those yeah. twins and you sw- May I mean, maybe when they're little. I don't know. Whatever. I, it, it, it wouldn't work. Anyway, episode 20, The King and I. <laughs> <laughs> Russ is embarrassed. <laughs> Van fixes the election so that Cheyenne can be prom queen. Brock and Reba worry that Kira is becoming interested in boys at too young an age. <laughs> first things first is who's back in the first scene? Park! Park! She's back, baby! We got Park! We got Park! Park? The name Park is all over my piece mm. of paper. She's in one episode and she just takes it over. <laughs> yeah, so and she's there in a power suit. Her outfit in this scene was, I was literally obsessed because it was an orange top, a blazer that was like, uh, yellow, green, and white like splotches, and then I could see the the bottom. But she was sitting down. I'm like, is it pants or a skirt? I need skirt. to know. You don't find out till, or I couldn't tell till later. But it's a little yeah. skirt, and it's so fucking cute, so adorable. And Matt popped in during that scene, and just by like how charismatic she is, he's like, oh, this must be the famous Park overall mm. that you guys are always talking about. And then he was like, actually, she could get it. Like yeah. he was into her. I mean, he has taste, obviously. <laughs> well, you think you're talking about you, but we all know you're talking about Dorinda from the Real Housewives of New York. Yes. <laughs> Matt's queen. <laughs> Matt made one simple comment before about Matt's how definitely take this he thought out. Dorinda oh, yeah. was like the sexiest housewife on New York. And of course, we never let it go. We're like, you love her. You want to do Dorinda. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime we see like an older lady with a shock of white hair, I'm like, oh, what are you going to leave me for this old broad? He's like, I said one thing like eight years ago. I know, Calm he's, down. He's always like, I just said like, she's kind of cute. And we're like, you're obsessed with her. You we probably like were like, her. which one do you find the most attractive? He's like, Dorinda. We're like, you're crazy. <laughs> like, we prompted him into it and then we're like, just destroyed him. I think all he said was like, oh, like for an older woman she's attractive like oh my she's kind of natural she doesn't have like so much work done and then we took it and ran with it yeah (laughs) as we do i know shock that's shocking (laughs) boner alert matt (laughs) how many cameos does he order from her (laughs) that's all he does and it's like she makes him say like i love you (laughs) man oh my god you made it really nice And at $99 a pop, we're going to have to remortgage the house soon. I mean, it's a crisis. <laughs> Michelle, did you find his bank of, like, his best bank bank of I was going to say, his bank books? Yeah, this is getting this. 
This is getting edited. It's getting edited. Okay. <laughs> it's her shoving herself into the birthday cake with the candle still there. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so good. With the lit candle. So, <laughs> um, so one of the parts of this episode is that they're a little bit concerned because <laughs> freaking Kira is dressed as she's in the fast lane is what they called it, which I love that term. And she literally was dressed like a total slut. Like, what was that? Where did that so come from? So not a shih tzu. She went from she, shih tzu to, yeah. to slut tzu. <laughs> <laughs> she went from the Westminster dog show Trigger to... Warning. Took the words right out of my mouth, Russ. <laughs> it was an aggressive, abrupt change, though. For real. I think they're... Like, it, the outfit was starting. Like, well, she's ready to be on all fours, I'll tell you that much. Whoa. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Sorry. I think I think that <laughs> if if her character like if they just I don't know I didn't I didn't feel like what she was wearing on its face was all that crazy I just think it was crazy that it was her so yeah. as a parent I don't know that my thing would be like whoa you're dressing in the fast lane especially as a man you know telling a woman how to dress seems a little weird but I would take note of a dress a man telling a daughter how to dress well yeah but you know <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, you got to be careful. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of the rules on how to dress, especially for children, are predicated on just hiding women's bodies so men don't do something to them. Yeah. So, like, who am I to really? Anyway, uh, I would be more concerned about a drastic change in any direction, more so than like she's dressing a little more or whatever. Yeah. But that's one that I would happily uh, punt to mom and run away like bra. Oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta go fishing. <laughs> the thing is with Kira, I feel I feel like they're literally just like taking a bunch of shit, throwing it at the wall, and see what sticks. Yeah. Like, okay, she's playing the tuba. All right, she's dressing in the fast lane. She's, you know, seeing my Angelou. It's like, what? Like, they're just trying all these different things on to hope that something is gonna like fit. And I think probably what eventually fits is the eating disorder <laughs> or maybe not her clothes due to the eating disorder. But I think oh, like that's God. where maybe they'll land because what, I mean, every episode they're doing something new. And there was no explanation for this. No, none. And there, there isn't one in the episode really either. If you No, know. there's not. It wasn't like she said, Oh, I was trying to be popular like Cheyenne or anything. It didn't necessarily bother me because the way that I took it is like, she's kind of like that middle daughter and she, like she's smart, and I feel like she almost like does it, did it for like an, a quick attention burst, and then she's not that person. Because I, I do think she stayed true to her character. Like a little bit later in the episode, she, um, well, first of all, I don't want to jump ahead with plot, but a little bit later in the episode, she does. I feel like show her true colors, like when she starts talking to some of the chess players, and we'll get into why. But like, I feel like her personality comes out, and then she like has a heart to heart with Reba. Like again, jumping ahead, but I feel like. I feel like it didn't it didn't throw me as much. I feel like she just did a little rebellion and then back to herself. I mean, maybe she's just trying to get yeah, like you said, attention because we obviously know that she's not getting it. Yeah, they don't even pay like they literally don't even like celebrate her good grades. Like there was an episode a while ago where Reba's like, "It's a dinner to celebrate you," and then like the dinner gets corrupted by Cheyenne. Like I feel like she maybe she just was like, "Let me get a rise out of someone real quick," just to like do it. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, I guess if we're gonna if we to get to more Kira commentary, we gotta fly through some of this plot. I know. But, um, yeah, Sh- uh, Cheyenne and uh, Van are both nominated for prom king and queen, but Cheyenne doesn't think she's got a shot uh, because she's pregnant and Van is the most popular student of all time, so they think he'll win and she won't. Um, and then Reba and Cheyenne and Lorianne go to buy maternity dresses for the prom, 
And thoughts, on, thoughts on the dress before we breeze by? The one they settled on, I had no issues with. Neither did I, but I also thought, like, going to, like, my eighth grade dance, like, almost the same year. I was, like, the, the year before I went to my eighth grade dance or something. I thought <clears throat> that she would have been more of the time, like a like a spaghetti strap dress with, like, you know, like, the, the butterfly clips. Like, that was, like, super in. So I just didn't expect that. There's nothing but wrong with it. was it in in maternity wear as well? Or? <laughs> uh, no, no. I don't think so. Um... Also, fuck Morgan, that stupid bitch. Oh, she was so, so rude. the person who's, like, her competition is this girl, Morgan, the most popular girl in school. First of all, she's 45. Um, she looks so <laughs> old. Yeah, like, let's yeah, get real. Best. And she's just a stupid bitch. And what happens is, like, of course, like, Cheyenne's, like, really getting to the end of her pregnancy now. And she's getting a lot bigger. Um, at one point, she's like, oh, my God, like, I accidentally wore two different um, shoes to school because she i don't even set this episode yo and her whole family roasted her for that yeah they all made fun of her but wait that's not even this episode that's my bad um that's the next episode but yeah they did roast her and it was wonderful um but so she's talking to morgan at at school um and a thing drops out of her locker so morgan picks it up and she's like oh what are you doing with this and she's like oh yeah i have to brush my teeth meanwhile it's preparation eight really really sad um, but I really liked because Van goes, he's like, hey, like, don't talk to my wife like that. And he comes over and she's like, she's like, Van, I just feel really uncomfortable. He's like, well, you better take your cream. <laughs> he's like, he, like, immediately wants her to put preparation H on her asshole. <laughs> he's just so sweet. I love it. <laughs> I know. Again, a lot of asshole play with China. Even like him getting those nerds. Like, I love that that plot too. Oh, yeah, we're going to get the nerds to... Uh vote for you and swing the election and I don't know just classic sitcom hijinks I'm here yeah. for it yeah I liked it too because he was going up to the nerds and they were literally like scared the one was like don't don't punch me and he was like no 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 like I wouldn't like he was super nice to him like but just wanted him to vote for Cheyenne and what I also liked is the reason that one nerd decided to like help Van with this whole thing was he said that Cheyenne was the only girl on Jill team that was nice to him and showed up at the chess tournament or whatever. And I was like, to oh, like cheer cute. for them. Yeah, Cheyenne's a geek ally. It was very sweet. Yeah. I, I It was around this t- the time of this episode and this run of episodes that I... Now, maybe it's maybe I will come around on every character, but I Cheyenne's sort of been towards the bottom of my list as a character. And... I'm coming around on her. Me too. Russ, me too. I had the same note in this episode and the next one. I, I think I'm starting to like her as a, like an act as a like I like same. her performance. I I like the character, same. and it's weird because I was I've mostly been out on Eric and her, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm she in really on Cheyenne. Me. Yeah, I I think Cheyenne the super too. pregnant version of her has been like a, a real. I like I'm I'm excited to see her as a mother. Like I have really. Turned, I, it's really turned for me. Would you call yourself a shy stan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're finally giving her something to work with. Yeah. They're giving her something. Yeah. yeah, she's not just pregnant and there for the kitchen scene to have everybody yeah. make a comment about why you should have thought of that before you got fucked, you know? Because <laughs> that's like her whole purpose on the show. 
I sh- honestly Reba think or Lorianne or Kira to be like, you should have <laughs> thought of that before you got fucked. I know in this episode, Park makes a few jokes towards Cheyenne that I thought were overstepping. <laughs> like basically Say, making fun I of this teenager for being it, pregnant. Yeah. That's your mom's friend, like basically just like roasting you. I'd be like, lady, yeah, like fuck please off. Stop. Go get your own family. Oh, wait. Also, Reba was really hard on her too. Reba would be like, say stuff like Cheyenne would be like, well, I don't think I'm going to win. She's like, well, you're definitely not going to win. You're pregnant. It's like, whoa, like mom, like. (laughs) But it sounds, it feels so much more harsh coming from your mom's friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like if you ever had like, like a friend's parent get mad at Neil, it felt like a hundred times more scary than if you got in trouble with your own parent. That's like one of us, like just roasting one of our kids. (laughs) Like Jenna has a kid and we're all like, oh my God, you're helping stupid. And she's like, what? Like. I can't believe you're such a slut. It's like, good to see you, Erica. Like, yeah. And especially if she weird. had like a vul- vulnerable teen mom uh, as her daughter and we're roasting her, like, that's a real big overreach. She's like, mom, I don't really like your friends. It's like <laughs> too fucking bad. Yeah, I guess. I've known them longer than I knew you. <laughs> <Too fucking>. <laughs> <laughs> Park is wearing a shirt that, sorry to bring up Jenna's wardrobe yet again, but Jenna, <gasps> did you realize the shirt that Park is wearing is similar to, but not quite the same as a shirt that you had in college. I know what you're going to say. Yes. But I'm going to defend no, my shirt No, your shirt from college was super <laughs> cute. Here's why. Jenna had like a long black t- or it was a black t-shirt with like two to three pearl necklace decals on, on the neck. Cute. Oh, right. It was. Wait, Cute as at the time. Oh, wait, no, that no, does sound on. cool. <laughs> wait, also, the worst part is that this is my defense to make it better. I bought it because Grace from Will and Grace wore it. And there episode, we go. And I had found it and somewhere. And there we go. And now it is really cool. Yeah. I, and now, and this is, I was like, yeah, it's, I'll defend this shirt. And I bought it because Grace had it. And Jill had one too, my friend Jill from um, hey, Jill. high school. Hi, we Jill. had like the matching tanks. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it was a tank. It was a tank, yeah. But Park had a similar shirt, but of course it was gaudy as hell. It was like literally like a black shirt with like, first of all, shoulder cutouts. Like you either, Cold you shoulders. only need a shoulder cutout or, well, you never need a shoulder cutout, but a shoulder cutout or decals. You simply don't need both. Um, so it was shoulder cutouts. It's like, if you're going to have a decal, you need to have a tank with pearls on it for four Four strings. strings max. This was like 16 to 17 strings, pearls, jewels. There was like some weird like bow tie at the top. Like it was fail. Um, and then Bish- I also I, I have so many notes on this shirt too because I was like whoa 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 I paused it I'm like wait am I seeing a shoulder two, two I, shoulders yeah. yeah she doesn't half ass anything she's park fucking overall you know the shirt's got to make yeah. a statement and she leaves the the scene saying I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and get my meter read it's like wait you're literally sitting here trashing Cheyenne for being a teen mom and then you're announced to the family I'm gonna go home and get my meter read. Which I assume is some, like, sexual euphemism. Okay, that explains. I think she was talking to some meter maid type of, or something beforehand. But all I wrote was, Lorianne is trying to get real. Yes. But I couldn't remember (laughs) what the ref Also, earlier, early in the episode, she said, um, it starts by her saying that the priest told her to, no, the priest left the confession booth because she said he had nice eyes. Yeah, she hit on a priest. So she was, like, trying to get it in. But imagine being in a confession booth, like... You you face forward. You don't look, and 
Well, the to see her just peering <laughs> in at you. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you would have to, it's also like a screen. You see her tongue poking through that screen, like, like just trying to get a taste. <laughs> That's a lot of effort. Uh, forgive me, Father, because I have sinned. Come on, let me just lick a bead of your sweat. Come on. <laughs> we had like a objectively attractive priest in my grade school, Father Chapman. Um, and I remember people were like, Ad, So Ch- what happened? Who'd he touch? I mean, probably a lot of people. He was like young too. I was young um, when he touched me. No, I'm kidding. But um, he was definitely like the, the haughty priest. And Mars I remember like, as a guidance like, counselor, I cannot treat that as a joke. <laughs> I'm a mandated reporter, even at the age of 36. You guys need to schedule an intake call after this. Um, he's on a list. We're bringing back the list. No, but people would, I remember being uncomfortable when people were like, Father Chapman's hot. And I'm like, guys, like, that's a priest. Like, whether or not he's objectively attractive, like, you can't say a priest is hot. It's just freaking creepy. Um, but not to park. So you tried in the confessional, said his eyes were nice, and he turned you down. No, I didn't I receive confession at that time. I was too young. Um, so try again, okay. Jenna. He turned me down. I'm kidding. I don't know if priests are known for turning little girls down. <laughs> or I guess little boys. Never mind. Yeah, Erica was safe. Both, I think. Either. Um, anyway. Um, talking about sluts. <laughs> Kira's being a little slag this episode. Oh, yeah, so Kira wants to fug all the chess boys. Yeah. Oh, but I did like this. So she, so when they ha- they end up having a party at Reba's because um, Van is like, invites all the nerds over to the house. That's how they, one of the reasons why they got bribed. Like, we'll host a party. He has chess boards. He asked Reba to provide calculators. <laughs> um, Just throw some so calculators cute. around. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what I loved is when Kira comes down to the party, she is in a Reba outfit, a.k.a. a matching sweater set, like a full turtleneck and a sweater over it. And baggy khakis. Because she is mini Reba. It was the physical representation of what we talked about last week. Yes, exactly. um, Russ was like, she's like a mini Reba. It was literally the physical representation of that. So earlier she was dressed in like a total slut. She comes down in a lilac sweater set with a baggy khaki. Um, And the first thing is she says is... She basically says, like, I look like my mom. And they were like, you look great. She's like, because I look like my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, which we have to set up because there's a great little callback to that later. Oh. The great joke. One of the, I one of, I wrote it oh, down. That was my favorite joke of the series. Same. I literally so lolled. It was hysterical. So, yeah, she's <laughs> walking around. I know. It was so good. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, tiddlyed it. Me too. So she's walking around this party. She's talking to all these nerds. And the thing is, I also thought that they were going to be, like, mean to the nerds or, like, something was going to happen. Or Cheyenne was going to be like, why are there no cool people at our party? But, yeah. no, they were just all, like, having a good time. It was really sweet. It was. All the nerds had a good time. Van and Cheyenne had a good time. There were a couple of normies in there, too. Um, I just thought it was really nice. They just all had, like, a nice little pre-prom get-together. It was cute. And I like to think that they kind of stayed friends and, you know, I don't know, maybe Van and Cheyenne helped change the landscape of the school. At minimum, like acquaintances or enough to like break up, yeah, the that hierarchy, right? Yeah, exactly. That that'd be cool. Like I, that Van in my head, in my story, that's what back. Minimum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, BJ's hilarious. Obviously, she's at the party too, which I do think is nice. It's like a little blended family type deal. Um, and there's one nerd that's just talking to BJ, and she yawns and walks away <laughs> as he's talking to her. And I was like, that <laughs> I loved that moment. So good. Like, even BJ, of all people, like, high on Jesus, like, 
the nicest to anybody up at everybody's ass is like, I'm all set. I was just gonna say, she's always like chatty, yeah, chatty and interested. And she's like, I simply can't. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, out. it was so cute. Her sweater during that scene was wild, yeah, it was oh, like, yeah. um. The pattern of like a classic clown uniform. It was like the bright yellow with the circus <laughs> colored circles and then the pictures of the dogs within them. Just all little dogs. Like, if I ever got rejected at a party by someone wearing that sweater, I'd have to do some soul searching. Fair. <laughs> Wait, so can we go back to the joke or we have, we had to breeze over the... We didn't get to it yet. Yeah, the joke isn't there yet because... <laughs> The joke is so good. Oh, oh, So okay, Kira's okay. talking to this one, the, the main nerd that Van was talking to. And, you know, he she said something about, like, she she brings up a math problem. And he's like, wow, you should be in the mathletes. And essentially, he thinks she's in high school um, and thinks that she should be on the math team or whatever that is. And she gets all like, wow, this older guy thinks I'm in high school, thinks I'm cool. So apparently, he asks her out. He asks her to go to the prom. He's like, well, why don't you come to the prom with me? And she goes in and she tells Reba in the kitchen, or someone tells Reba that she, um, she overhears it and uh, well, like she cures on the phone with like a buddy, mm-hmm. and she overhears the part that she that she got asked without any additional context, and that's when like Reba and Brock go apeshit. pissed because they assumed that um, Kira accepted the invitation, but we find out that she turned him down and told him like, "No, I'm only thirteen. I can't go to the prom." So she did the right thing. Mm. Um, and then I don't even know if I can deliver the line. <laughs> I wrote it down know. in quotes because so Brock, Brock goes in. We built this up really a lot. I know it doesn't land, and I can tell you right now it's not going to land. No, so Brock no. is like all pissed off, which I did like to see him like getting all pissed off. So he walks in. And he's like, "Which one is so and so? Who is talking to my daughter Kira?" So he kind of like gets up to the to the kid, and he's in his little prom suit. He's like, "Who do you who do you think you are thinking that you could ask my thirteen year old daughter the prom?" And he's all like nerdy. Goes, "It's not my fault. She was dressed like an older woman." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it landed for me. Which is the uh. best callback to Kira saying, I'm dressed like my mom. <laughs> it's so good. It uh. was so good. And usually that line is used, like, you picture, like, a girl that is dressed promiscuously, and you're like, oh, she looked older. I, I just assumed yeah, she was yes. older. You know, she was wearing a miniskirt. <laughs> she was literally wearing baggy khakis. And a, a sweater. A, sweater <laughs> a lilac sweater set. <laughs> And then it's like, how old did he think she was? Like 45? <laughs> it's not my fault. Morgan's age? She's dressed like an but, older woman. But then woman. it's like you almost question the nerds. But it's like you question his judgment in the other direction. It's yeah. like, okay, what are you trying to yeah. rob the grave, you freak? <laughs> it was so good. Um, but it was just so freaking funny that they threw that line in there. Um, and then overall... <laughs> comes back to them talking to Reba or to Kira and she's like yeah no I I didn't accept I told him I was too young to go they're like okay that's great um it was just it was great that could have been the end of the episode for me because I was like I was taken on such a high from laughing Mm -hmm. alone uh, <laughs> yeah, out loud. <laughs> I did laugh out loud. That I was like, all right, episode end. Please be done. But you know, they had to wrap up the rest of the prom stuff, and obviously Cheyenne was going to find out, and obviously she was going to be upset, and then obviously Reba was going to talk to her about that, and then obviously Van was going to talk to Cheyenne about that, and then obviously it was all going to work out. So I was like, I'm good. We could have ended right at the she was dressed like an older woman, yeah. and. <laughs> 
yeah. we would have the episode would have been just as fine. We didn't need I didn't need that all wrapped up. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you just wrapped it up in less than a minute. I honestly kind of forgot about it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how nothing, like everything after that, my notes were just like, what happened? And nothing of substance. <laughs> because again, they, they should have stretched, they should have saved that joke for a button on the episode. That was the button. The only thing I'll say is I did thought it was a point. I did think it was a poignant ending when, cause Van and Cheyenne come back, Russ summed up everything. They, they come back. Uh, Cheyenne leaves the prom. When they she's dance. Back. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Van Van's there and Reba's kind of looking lovingly and like, they kind of dance and like, you can like feel the love between them. So I did think that was kind of nice though. Not hilarious. It was sweet. Yeah. I wrote down it was a sweet episode, but I, I have not one note after Call back to Kira saying she looks like Reba in the sweater set. <laughs> so nothing mattered after that to me. Um, one thing that we bypassed that I, I did also laugh at because it was funny. Rock says something like, well, at least we don't have to worry about our daughter getting pregnant on prom night. Obviously because Cheyenne already is. And Reba does a long, overly long stone face just stare at Brock. <laughs> and they held it. Like, two beats too long on purpose. And I kept thinking they were going to break from her, and they didn't. And it was so funny. She just stared at him deadpan like, that's not nothing funny at all. (laughs) It was so funny. Did she have a line response, or it was just the stare? I don't remember. Just the stare. She probably got that, like, in her sides. It was like, Reba stares, and then she's like, I'll stare. And she's like, holding it, holding it, holding it. They didn't didn't cut. Because they couldn't. They couldn't cut. How could you? When Reba's giving you magic, you don't cut on Reba McIntyre. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, she has great reaction shots, whether it's a stare, a Debbie Downer look. Yeah. Any other thoughts on 20 before we roll into 21? None for me. I'm good to roll. 21 is also great. Well, let's do it. Last one of this three, buff. The Steven synopsis. Up a treehouse without a paddle. When Brock becomes distracted by his infant son, he has less time to spend with Eric. And Reba tries to compensate by being both mother and father. Mm. As if she hasn't already been for the last 17 years. You're preaching to the choir, Russ. This was one of the first ones to not start in the kitchen in like 19,000 years. (laughs) I don't remember an episode not starting in the kitchen until this one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eric, I guess, had a soccer game that they all went to. And why he gets his name on his jersey like that in youth soccer is beyond me. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the front. They'd especially make them all. Yeah. Like, so every season you're getting all new jerseys. Yeah. That is such yeah, a right. waste of fucking money. <laughs> Throw pennies on these kids. They're children. Like, this, they need a, they need an athletic consultant on this show. I was going to say, they need like a sport. Spo- yeah, athletic, because you should do it. You should. That would, yeah. You I need should to go do back it. in time. <laughs> yeah, no, that was honestly <laughs> maybe the cutest thing I've ever track seen. In high you, school. Should you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, you could it just throws me it just throws me no I, I had that, that note too I said Jake's jersey just has Jake on it <laughs> like what <laughs> and it's a big block letters Jake yeah like the back maybe heart yeah maybe but not even that when they're like five no it's yeah. it's dumb what a stupid waste so I guess uh, yeah Brock misses Eric's game and like gets mad or decides to like make up a tree house or whatever. Yeah. Which is a bit of an overcorrection. Right. Yeah. He had five other family members at the game. He wasn't like some abandoned child. He was right. Like you missed a soccer game because you can't sleep because you have a newborn at home. Yeah. Just have a conversation with your kid and be like, Hey bud, 
I really wish I could have been there, but you know, this with this new kid, things are crazy, blah, blah, blah. Can I make it up to you? Let's go do something that's just you and us. Just go to the next. Well, I love Reba had a good line because he brings up the treehouse, like that he that's what he wants to do for him. And she's like, do something smaller. She's like, get him a pizza. And he's like, Yeah, but I want to do something big. And Reba goes, get him a large. <laughs> 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 I love that line. We also got like such a chilling. Did you guys catch this? It was a, like, a chilling spark of anger from Brock. So Brock's sitting on the little chair and it's during that conversation. And he does one of these. And I don't, I, I wish I would have written the quote down. You know, I wrote a lot of quotes down, just not this. But he does something. I actually rewound it. You guys can't see because this is visual. But he does one of those where he's like, like, like a, pissed off like almost like and again purely visual <laughs> I don't know how to describe this but he had like a split second of pure rage toward Reba that like if he was close enough to her like could have been a hit really anybody notice that no I'm not saying that he would have hit I don't recall this I don't I'm not denying that this almost abuse did not occur. I believe all women who say things <laughs> about up. shows from 21 years ago. But <laughs> You guys need to do a second intake call with guidance counselor Stevens. Yeah, guidance counselor Stevens. Could you just check in on Reba because I'm scared for her 20 years ago. <laughs> the character from 21 years ago. But seriously, like it, it was just it was the tiniest little thing, but Oprah said when people show you who they are, you believe them and I believe it. He showed me. Erica, we all believe you. We believe what you saw. No, I'm saying I believe, I believe Brock believe is a monster is what I'm saying. <laughs> what set him off? Was it when he said like, oh, you could have at least washed his shirt? Or no, was it, it was like that? when Reba was kind of, the, the thing about like the pizza, like you don't have to go. And he's like, I'm trying my best here. Like one of those kind of things. Oh. Like his fuse is short from the baby. And he took that out on Reba. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Yikes. Now, he does obviously end up getting the treehouse because, of course, and when you see the treehouse come in a large box, do you already know what's going to happen? Oh, with that and who's as soon be- as it was brought <laughs> into the kitchen, like, first of all, it's a treehouse to be built outside. Why is it inside? <laughs> Leave it outside. It, Putting that you have in a garage. the kitchen. And, and leaving it there, leaning you fucking it. Leaning it on the island? I know. The island is the, Just, it was huge. Is the center of their entire lives. Everything goes on yeah. at that island. Every episode starts there. Not this one. Maybe that's why <laughs> that's they didn't so have it That's so irresponsible. Because they needed the big reveal of the treehouse. Oh. Yeah. But like, why'd you even bring it inside, you fucking idiot? It's a treehouse. Ross, I wrote that down. Why bring it inside? I get that they needed it for sitcom reasons, but I think if we're diving deeper into Brock's character, he knows that if he leaves it in the house, Reba has no choice but to build it for him. I think you're right. It, it takes like those the kind of dynamics that they develop over that much time. Like he knows what she's gonna do, oh, yeah. and I think he's like, "Oh, well, she'll just do it." Exactly. If you leave it, she will build. <laughs> but uh, this is the episode just to get our references right. This was the one where Cheyenne wore two different shoes and got it fucking sure flamed. <laughs> they all made fun of her. <laughs> she got flamed, and honestly, the shoes. That different, like I mean, no. yeah. But what they were were clogs. Now you're a pregnant woman, and you're putting a platform wooden clog, clog. to go to school, and then you're like, my feet hurt. It's like, no fucking duh. You're in a wooden <laughs> clog, you idiot. Put on a goddamn sneaker. I can't wear a wooden clog no, now. I'm not wearing a clog ever. Um, she wore two different, so she has two pairs of clogs, and wore one of each. 
And, like, two very similar fault. pairs of clogs, which leads me to believe that she's got many pairs of clogs. <laughs> More than two. Because so if you many have clogs. two pairs of clogs that are that similar, you like, it's it's a fucking rainbow coalition of clogs in that I closet. bet you she opens her closet and just clogs <laughs> fall down, <laughs> knocking into her. I'm sure she's gotten hit by one in the head. That baby, uh, somebody better lock that baby up. That's a hazard. Those clogs. They're dangerous. My aunt fell out of her clogs one Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me more, please. What happened? I mean, she, she was physically fine, but she tripped and then like the clogs went flying, but then landed right next to each other, like set up perfectly. And something about that visual made us all laugh so hard that she <laughs> peed the kitchen floor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why didn't this happen on Reba? You should have wrote this episode. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then, like, we, she was like embarrassed. So we all kind of like tried to get everyone out of the kitchen. And then we just see my uncle walk past with like a full, like, janitor style mop and bucket. <laughs> like, all right. I, I didn't know if it was going to be like beyond the pale for me to ask, like, how much pee? How much urine? <laughs> it required a mop and bucket. It was not a like, Swiffer situation. Like, look at the glass I'm holding. Was it? Would you say it was? Show me on the glass where you like peed. Tumblers amount say, of glass. I'd, I'd say half that glass. Whoa, that's a like good amount. Thing. Yeah, that's that's, that's like a, a juice box. That's more pee than when you like do a sample at the hospital. Yeah, it wasn't like a little squirt. It was. It like was a, probably like a Mott's juice box. Yeah, <laughs> or like a Capri Sun that you drank a little bit of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, Just it was a, a full bit. situation. It wasn't a little squirt. So it wasn't like she could walk it back like, it was a lot of no. sweat. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Was it her house or was it your house? Like, was she able to have, she have a change it of It was her house. She oh, was. She God. had the home field advantage. Oh, I so wouldn't care then. I wouldn't care at all. Yeah. Not caring, but that you're going to sit in your pee pants? What it's my mean? house. No, no, no. I'm saying if you weren't at your house. I'm lucky. I'm happy I own a home in this story. <laughs> no, Russell. I'm saying if you're at someone else's home and you piss your pants that much half a cup oh, a capri yeah, that's sun mortifying. that's yeah you're just gonna sit in that capri sun size piss pants if it was my house i would but if it if i'm a guest yes no mortifying. but why wouldn't you just say if that if i were in my house i'd say oh you know no i'm not mortifying i just don't want to sit in the pee no yeah you have to take a shower yeah you have, yeah you but have to you change. know me i'd be stubborn and i'd make a whole thing about how it's what i wanted to do <laughs> You'd be like, I hated the wash of that jean. Now it's darker. You could make a lie up, though. It would draw a lot more attention to it if you said, like, hey, can I take a shower and also use your washer dryer and, like, also borrow a pair of sweatpants while my jeans dry? You think you guys would ever let me live that down? God, no. You know who I'm picturing? Of all of our friends who would do this, 100% Pete. Yeah. Pete would be pissing the pants. He would stay in his own pee. And then he would, like, he would lean into it because he'd be like, Mm mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, like, because he'd be like, well, I can't let them laugh before I do. Yeah. Pete would be like, ah, I meant to do it. I yeah. pissed myself. <laughs> okay, let's just hope, like, you or Pete never piss yourselves around me because you're going to be limp- sitting in your piss pants just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> I'm like, what size pants are you? Should I just, like, have them here in case you happen to be here and piss? Because I'm, I'm not taking this on. So, wait, I actually, so one of uh, the fans of the pod, Claudine, hi, Claudine, um, Ooh. we and my friend Sam back in the a couple years ago, 
um, Claudine was learning how to be a manager uh, at our job. And she was just saying like, whatever happens. Okay. So we mentioned this earlier. I work at a bank. She's like, what happens if we get robbed? We were, I was like, well, first you shit your pants. And then like, whatever, we were joking around. <laughs> so then we kept saying that we're like, we need to have like a one size fits all pair of pants just in my <laughs> desk drawer, just in case anything ever happens, you can put the shit pants on. So we called them the shit so, pants So like scenario, if someone asks for like five tens and mm-hmm. like 13 fives, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that, would you say that's a scenario by which I'm, my would. pants are soiled. Yes, <laughs> where I would need to immediately go get the pants. Oh, uh, thirteen um, fives. I can do five ten. Like five ten is great. Put the fives in there. No, I'm done. Um, yes, yeah, but so we talked about these shit pants. So she went down the shore that year, and like um, the Jersey Shore. We live in Philadelphia, so she went to the Jersey Shore, and they have like all those shore stores um, where they do like all the stupid like decals, whatever. So she got a pair of sweatpants made, and on the the sweatpants it says the shit pants. So we actually do have a pair of shit pants in my drawer in my desk at work, just in case anybody ever has an issue. We got got a pair of pants. So Michelle, your aunt could have used that a couple years ago. She should have thought about that. She could have. Well, no, well, she was at home, so she could change. Well. You're right, you're right. My panic would be if you're at someone else's home and they're a completely yeah. different size than you, what are you doing? If you're a nice hostess, you have like 25 pairs of different size clothes. Michelle, you should have sloppy and whoppy pants yeah. matching that, those yeah. tees. I should, actually. This is getting me nervous. Yeah, I think you need to. We all just send you our sizes. We're like, please just have it on deck. Especially, I mean, you guys know how much water I drink. Yeah. I'm looking at you, and I actually, I actually... Honestly, I've had to pee for the last like twenty minutes, but now all this talk, I'm like, I might need new pants. Like, can need- we just do a quick detour? Ross, can you remind us again? Is that sixty four ounces? Oh, it's Ross is a water ounces. bottle. Now, is it a water bottle or is it like a water cooler? And it is the largest. No, it's, it's a sixty four ounce bottle. It's insane. It's like one of those Gatorade buckets they dump on NFL coaches. <laughs> he has like a, he has he literally has like a rubber bottom stopper because if you just lay that down too hard, things are breaking oh, left and right. Things are gonna break. <laughs> but also, I I feel like you're obsessed with it. Like he, Russ and Lizzie came here a couple months ago, and He's the first thing he did was it. walked in and put it immediately on a side table. I like to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, um, we said to him, because we discovered this up the mountains, we were cracking up, and we were like, well, how do you use that in the car? He goes, oh, I bought a converter, a cup holder <laughs> converter. So he has one cup holder that he sticks in the cup holder, and then it has an adjustable <laughs> arm to fit that massive-ass water bottle. Yeah. It's wild. And correct me if I'm wrong, we asked Lizzie about it, and she said, like, it's big enough that if she's in the passenger seat, it's in her way. Yes. It, it could be in her way. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, Russ. It depends on what she's trying to do. Uh, put her, her left arm anywhere near the, the middle. Anyway, of the Brock bought a treehouse, and it's in a big box. <laughs> but hey. We know Reba's got to build it. He's a hydrated boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Reba loves nothing more than being in a theme. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, guess we're building this. Who am I going to build this with? Of course it's going to be Van who's building it with her. Yep. She's in like a full overall um, tool belt, like a flannel and everything. And I wrote down later, I'm like, Reba seems drunk this whole episode. She's giddy beyond belief. (laughs) 
she just is loving life. Um, and she's committed to that look big time. Mm-hmm. She's not only in that, but then she's like chewing big league gum. Remember big league? Oh, yeah. She was chewing so big the whole time. <laughs> yeah. As if every construction worker is just chewing gum for 10 hours a day. It was great. Also importantly in that scene, um, Van calls her dad again. Yes. It was so cute. Which she's done more than once. I know. It was nice to get that call back. Yeah, it was. They have a nice little relationship. Makes me happy. I do like their relationship. Oh, I also liked like Van reading the instructions in Spanish oh, yeah. <laughs> to Reba on how to build the treehouse. It's going to take forever. It's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> and they had some physical comedy where Reba starts drilling it and like a big giant like two by four starts like spinning around and hits Van in the crotch. Because um, it's just the two of them were wacky. They don't know how to build a treehouse. It was great. And then they end up building a wonky ass uh, treehouse. And it's like... Huge hazard. Reba, like, I mean, a staple of her personality at this point is she will stay volunteering to do shit, even after she's volunteered to do shit. So she volunteered to make this treehouse and then volunteers Brock to stay over in the treehouse. <laughs> and so that he could stay over in the treehouse, she volunteers to help BJ if the baby needs help overnight. I'm like... Holy shit! This is a triple volunteer. Just she had keep to string your another trap shut. Yeah, just stay out of it. Let Brock build it, and that's that. I don't know what to tell you, lady. That would have been way easier if she he just said like, "BJ, we're coming over. I'm going to build the treehouse, and then I'm going to leave." It turned into this whole. But scenario. also, not uh, we're coming over. <laughs> BJ has her own home. True. She does not need to bring that newborn baby over. And, but this is where BJ comes in, in just, like, pigtails, a sweatshirt, and, like, no makeup and looked so cute. Yeah, she looked stunning. Even though she's supposed to look, like, Harried oh, and sorry. exhausted or whatever, but... But she just looked great. Well, she can't say that about women. Trigger warning. <laughs> NSFW. I also did, like, um, BJ had a joke where she showed up with the baby and it wouldn't stop crying, and Reba was like, have you tried the dryer? And she's like, Reba, that's <laughs> awful. Like, thinking that, she, thinking that she meant to put the baby in the dryer. <laughs> Oh, it was great. And of course, Reba's going to take the baby. And she's like, all right, let me see this baby. And as soon as she picks the baby up, she puts the pacifier in its mouth. And it just calms down. Of course it does. Up against those right in tights? Right in tights. Is that what you said, Erica? Yeah, I said up against those right in tights. I mean, of course that baby's just sleeping like a baby. And I and I get her not wanting to hold the baby based on, you know, where it comes from, but it just felt a little cold to hear it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's a thought you just kind of keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because no one is ever going to be like, oh, okay, I get that. You don't want to hold an adorably innocent baby that had nothing to do with how it came into the world. I don't know. I just felt like she didn't need to say it. We kind of get it. You don't like them, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anyone that I could hate enough that I wouldn't want to hold their newborn baby. No. I feel like you could come up with someone, Erica. And I, yeah, we, but we, you, what you do is you hold the baby and you come up with a reason why they're doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could you to you, make you yourself make, feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, sense. I've held a th- thousand babies. You guys are doing it wrong. Okay, you, you morons. Or they whatever. probably don't like how cold your your arms are and your disposition yeah. is and your fucking soul. You dumb bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> there was also a B plot that was like Cheyenne and Van were trying to induce labor and. Oh, God. It 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 was like barely a B plot. This was another one of those episodes yeah. where I'm like, I don't think you guys had a B plot, and it's fine. Just you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need right. it. You don't always need it. Uh, I just thought, I, and I thought it was wildly bold of Cheyenne to go up to Van whilst building the treehouse and just be like, "Yeah, we need to fuck now." Like, <laughs> like, and he's like, "I don't feel on? like it." I know. And she's like, I, "It'll make the baby come." <laughs> I'm like, what? This is weird. 
he's also really van's really upset because um jake doesn't want van to sleep in the treehouse all he wants is his dad to sleep in the treehouse and van's like well you know i can join like it's you know there's enough room for me and and jake's like no like i'm all set me and my dad can do it uh to sleep overnight and van's really pissed that he can't do it so he find he goes fine i guess i'll just go sleep with my wife then (laughs) (laughs) so funny (laughs) i loved it um also after like reba has to go outside to talk to jake and brock and try to get everything sorted out per usual so she makes cheyenne and uh, or cheyenne wants to hold the baby um but she's a little bit nervous which i'm like haven't you hold, held your brother before but whatever so she like doesn't really know how to hold the baby he starts crying she gets nervous so then she's saying like van it's your turn and they would just have like this cute little moment where the two of them are like so nervous about holding this baby that they're like shimmy walking like the tiniest little steps like yeah. together to hand the baby back over to reba like going extra extra above and beyond i just thought it was funny and cute i mean cheyenne's finding her comedic voice i think in style. Yeah, she and just her general likability, yeah. I feel, is big, soaring. Big time. Like, by the end of the big season. Big time. Michelle, you're ahead of your time because I think yeah. like a couple episodes again, you said that you were kind of seeing Cheyenne find her comedic voice and we were all like, no. And here we are like. I mean, it's hard being right all the time, but this is where we yeah. are. So, you know. But we have a lot to learn. So thank you for teaching us. You're welcome. I'll try and be patient with you. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. I also wonder if part of it is as she gets more visibly pregnant, like, I don't know, like. She seems more, like, vulnerable and, I don't know, I feel like like your protective nature comes out. Yeah, I think she's just nesting a lot. And, like, we're seeing that and she's feeling it and it just makes sense. And in the beginning they were leaning more into her being kind of a brat and I feel like that's faded a little bit too. Yeah. That's what yeah. I kind of think. She was a brat in, like, 90% of the episodes. Yeah, You don't really root for a brat that's going through a tough time. Yeah. Right. So if that character is going to be a brat, they can't really be real that sympath like as sympathetic as you need to be to be like a teen mom on a sitcom. Um but yeah I think they're they're starting to they're figuring the character out. It's it's taken them, you know, certain characters they they knew right away and then other ones it's taken a little time. But I, I think they're they're getting there uh so far. I mean everybody but Eric is pretty solid. So I actually found mm-hmm. him cute this episode. I wrote that down. But in Esther we trust. So I think with Eric maybe in we'll Esther get something. We trust. Yes. WWED, what would Esther do? Trust. Poor Esther. If she only knew how much airtime she was gonna get from sending Jenna one text, <laughs> she would maybe. And not she's have like, sent look, it. I thought it was kind of funny, but like, do I have to listen to every episode? Because you're like you're in it. You're in it. Yeah. And also like yeah, this Esther. is completely random, but Esther is living the life in England and I'm I know. So I'm jealous. so jealous of her vacation. She's in Amsterdam now. They just I got noticed. Her today. Yeah, she's wonderful. I'm literally looking at those pictures as if I was there. I'm like, yeah, we're friends now. Yeah, same. Never met her, that. but <laughs> she said she's, she's wonderful. She's, she's like, I added all your friends. I was like, oh, I, I love that. So cute. I was so happy to get the request. No, but we're actually friends now. Uh, <laughs> you're Russ is like, I booked a flight. The I'm there. <laughs> Russ is like, no, Jenna, I'm going there now. I'm meeting her and Todd. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there anything really else? I mean, at, at the end of the episode, you know, they have the little conversation where he's like, don't be mad at Brock's like, don't be mad at your little brother for all this. And Jake's like, which I loved this. Cause he's like, I'm not mad at my little brother. I did like, like that. Too. I'm just, I miss you. Like I just miss my dad. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really sweet, but he still leaves. <laughs> Brock still leaves and does not stay the night. <laughs> like he promised to do. Right. Um, but then of course, Reba's like, well, Jake, I know someone who would love to spend time in the treehouse with you. And then we get a cute little shot of just the treehouse. Um, and then Van's little feet popping out at the end um, through the, the little hole in the treehouse saying, like, I put that stud there. And I, 
you know, hammered that nail, and Jake finally goes, can we please just go to sleep? It was cute. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. It was I a thought. cute button, I must say. It was cute. I feel like we got a glimpse into Van as a dad, and I, I liked it. I think that these three episodes are my favorite three of the bunch. I loved them. I said so much fun. I will say that this, I, I have been, I knew where we were getting in the episode. I feel like we're seconds away from a peak and pit. And I was like, I yeah. have 19 peaks <laughs> and I don't know no. that I have a real pit. I'm, I'm going to try to, I, and I don't want to, uh, clearly the funniest thing I've maybe ever heard in my life was uttered in the most recent episode with she was dressed like an older woman. But By a little tiny extra. Correct. <laughs> he changed he changed everything. So good. He changed the comedic landscape. But I think to just in fairness of these three episodes, I have to make my peak though the all of the one-liners that are that were just hitting so hard with with added emphasis on that one. I think every single one of the episodes had something I like stopped and laughed at and paused because I didn't want to miss the next thing. So if you're if you're funny enough that I'm like stopping it to give it my full full attention, the the writing on the on the quick jokes is is getting scary good. So that's my peak. And I don't I thought that talking long enough would get me a pit, and I don't know that I have you one. You don't need one, Russ. I I, I really I. Don't even little Uncle Jesus. Like, yeah, no, I don't have one. I just have 19 peaks. Everything was good. This run was very, very solid. Oh, okay. Pete Pitt. Here's a pit. The inaccuracy <laughs> of all Wait, of the athletics. Oh, yeah. You called a pit. Pete. We love oh, Pete. my pit is the all of the athletic inaccuracies. <laughs> that's the, okay. that's okay. my issue. That I, I can at least harp on that, keeping consistent. That I was like your first thing you mentioned this whole episode. Hate it. You're like, F the double yeah. A, whatever it's called. And, C-A. and you went on like a big rant and you're like, I simply don't have a pit. And your pit was like 20 minutes on the end <laughs> yeah. of this episode. You're like, Angrily. Anything anything, but fuck that guy. Is it too late um, for you to retroactively become the athletic coordinator or consultant for Reba? It's never too late. Never well, too late by virtue of time, it is. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about mm-hmm. 21 years too late. But, no, but I, I feel like there could potentially be. I think we could. Based on no knowledge at all, I think Reba could fall into a reboot category. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I think the fans we'll, are there. We'll follow up and confirm after season six, but I think I'm with you. I think it'd probably be like a Kira-centric thing where like now her kid has the same thing happen, and now Reba and Van and all of her crazy over-the-top relatives are coming in to help her. Oh, mm, that show's great. great. It's a good show. Or like it's... Maybe not another teen pregnancy. Maybe it's like all the kids for their own separate reasons have to move back home, move back in with Reba. Like a full house sitch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A full house yeah. sitch. I think I, would like I think we kill Brock. Whoa. No, I know. I don't wow. I don't want that, but I think if we really need to get this reboot going. Again, I don't know where this show goes. We're on season one. A lot could happen, this is bold. but this is bold. Based on zero knowledge, I think that Reba and BJ need to be in the same household. And I think that that only comes from killing off Brock. Okay. I, I mean, I'm on board. Let's get through five more seasons and then we'll... Maybe they could just be separated. Mm. Well, he probably has a heart attack. He probably falls... He, or maybe he's swinging on a, 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 goose, a goose. A swan. A swan. Swinging on a swan. Or crunching him. 
<laughs> crunching or swinging, either one. Um, I can go, I'll do mine. Um, so I think my, but Russ, to your point, I do think this, and Erica, this string of episodes was amazing. And there were so many peaks that like, I'm not going to address the number one line of all time, but I think my peak was probably seeing the Reba's three kids. Nope. Yeah. Wait, why can't I count her kids all of a sudden? Eric. Plus Van. (laughs) So I'm not the only one bad at math. I know. I'm like this. And then I was, I thought I said the wrong number and I froze like at the camera. Like I can't <laughs> just nervous. Um, no, uh, but Reba's kids, um, not saying a number, um, all at the hospital with BJ when she was giving birth. Cause it was just so like nice to see that moment with them all. And like, it was, you, you could tell there was a connection there and you often can't see that at all. So I really liked that. And then my pit, um, was probably, just the cringy moment of 45-year-old Morgan busting Cheyenne with the um, preparation age. That was a tough moment. Not No fault of the show. It's just like a cringy moment. So that's why I'll give it a Agreed. pit. Don't talk about a preparation In age. seventh grade, I had a friend try and pull the trick that Cheyenne pulled where she's like, no, it's toothpaste. Because um, she had Vagisil, and I saw it in her room, and I was kind of teasing her. And she goes, no, 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 it's face wash. My mom made me change the the tubes because uh, she was, like, recycling. <laughs> I was like, I knew she was <laughs> oh, lying, but I was no. just like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, no. Why would you Ooh, leave your Vagisil yeah. out? Why didn't you Vagisil at, like, 12? What's going on down there? I don't know. <laughs> but she had it. And Ooh. she tried to pretend it was well, face wash. <laughs> you're like, show me, wash your face. <laughs> Michelle, you just, I was just say, wash your face now. <laughs> you're like, I actually forgot my face wash. Can I borrow it? <laughs> oh, I hope that girl's happy now. Yeah, me too. Um, my peak and my pit. So my peak, I, we, I can't say the line because it's not even a peak, it's perfection. Um, my peak was just in general, these episodes were excellent, but my real true peak was just seeing BJ natural, a natural mom. I think that they kind of did that on purpose, like that they just kind of made her au naturel because it's such a normal motherly instinct when you have a baby just to whatever, know what you're going to do. Um, so I just loved seeing that. I think it was really sweet. Um, and I loved it. Um, I, if I had to pick a pit, which I, I kind of agree with Russ for a while. Like, I really don't have much of a pit, but I did kind of come on strong when I said that Brock was potentially um, domestically violent <laughs> to Reba. And that is something that I said, and I am not going to take it back because I feel like it could be true. But when we got that little tiny spark of anger, I was scared. Fair. Fair. I was scared. Um, that actually reminds me of what my pit would be, which is in that same scene when he misses the soccer game, and the first thing he says is, Reba, you couldn't even wash his uniform and because it was dirty because he already played. But even if he hadn't, she's there taking care of the three kids per usual. If she forgot one wash day, that's not something to yell at her about because you're not doing shit to help. Agreed. That, for some, something about that like really pissed me off. Um, <laughs> so that was my pip. My peak, I think, was, I don't know if this is a cop-out. It was just kind of like, the fact that these this series was a lot more heartwarming um, than a lot of the other ones. Yes, there were amazing, funny jokes and bits, but I felt like we saw a little bit more heart with the Hart family, and I enjoyed that a lot. Did you write Ooh. that? And I like the kids all coming together for BJ, um, but Jake being in the hospital bed with BJ while she's giving birth was absolutely chilling. <laughs> 
and might need its own <laughs> podcast episode to dissect, but hopefully he's doing it. He's on the next episode of Serial. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was such a nice, heartwarming episode, and then that little weirdo. What a sick freak. Probably lives in the boatyard across from Jenna. Oh, God. Um, we have one episode of Reba left um, to review. So we had our last Reba of season one. Um, and next episode, you guys will be hearing from us. It's We're going to just do a one So it's one episode because it's the final uh, episode, the season finale, if you will. Um, and we're going to do some other fun things, answer some questions and stuff like that. So thank you guys for engaging with us on social media. And yeah. <laughs> Is that the button? That's the button. <laughs> That's the damn button. That's the, button. That's the last three button. Bye. Button, button baby. Button her up. <laughs>